Turn with me, please, to 1 Timothy, the sixth chapter. 1 Timothy, chapter 6. For some weeks now, we've been on a series. I'm very excited about it. I'm often excited. (laughs) But you know when you find something really good? It makes you excited. And he is good and he's continuously giving such good and rich things to us. Making us free, helping us. And uh, our text in 1 Timothy the 6th chapter and the 12th verse says, Fight the good fight of faith. Everybody say that out loud with me a couple of times. Fight the good fight of faith. Let's say it again. Fight the good fight of faith. There is a fight. It's a good fight. It's a fight of faith. In life, if you're going to win, you're going to have to fight. I know some folks don't, they don't like that concept. They don't like that idea. I had a lady one time look at me years ago and say, yeah, but I, I don't want to fight. I want, I'm not a fighter. Well, then you're a loser. I didn't tell her that, but <laughs> I was kinder. No, you have an enemy. Whether you want it or not, you have an enemy arrayed against you. And he is evil and he is cruel and he's a destroyer. But you got the greater one inside you. Right? But you got a part to play too. You're going to have to rise up and take what he's given us and fight the good fight. Somebody say it out loud again. Fight the good fight of faith. Say it out loud, sir, yes, sir. <laughs> what does that mean? I, I'm going to do it. I'm going to fight. Let's read the rest of this for a couple of verses here. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto you are also called, and have professed a good profession before many witnesses. Now here he gives insight into a big part of fighting the good fight of faith. You do it with your confession. The word profession is also translated confession. You do it with the words of your mouth. That's a big part of the fight of faith. Now, you know, even when you say that, you you can just tell a lot of folks think, "Mm, okay, I can see that being part of it. No, I said it's a big part (laughs) of fighting the good fight of faith. It's what you say. Because it's not a fist fight. It's not a flesh fight. What is it? It's a faith fight. What is faith? Well, how did you get born again? By grace, through faith. And how did that work? You believed it in your heart? And you said it with your mouth. Faith without corresponding action is dead, inactive, inoperative, produces no fruit. But if you believe it enough to say it with conviction... And say it boldly. Then you believe it enough to access power. And are born again. Is that winning? That's not losing. That's winning. Well 
Uh, Verse 13, keep reading. I give you charge in the sight of God who quickens all things and before Christ Jesus, who before Pontius Pilate did what? Witnessed a good confession. He's still talking about fighting a good fight. And he's telling us Jesus is the ultimate example of fighting the good fight of faith. And an example of him doing it is standing in front of Pilate and looking death right in the face. And he didn't wilt. And he didn't cast his confidence away. If you go back and look in the gospel account to see what he actually said in reference to this, he stood up and he said, for this cause, I came into the world. For this cause, I was born that I might bear witness to the truth. How many believe he said it? Looking Pilate right in the eye. And he didn't blink. Pilate said, what is truth? Showing his darkness and ignorance. He's looking at truth. He's hearing truth. But can you see, he's still talking about the good confession in connection with the fight of faith. Keep reading. That you keep this commandment without spot, unrebukable, until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. Next couple of verses. Which in his times he will show who is the blessed and only potentate, the King of kings and Lord of lords. Do you know who we're talking about, saints? Hallelujah. King of kings and Lord of lords. Verse 16, who only has immortality. You won't get immortality anywhere else. Forget ancient writings. Forget potions and sorcery and incantations and spells. There is one and only one source of immortality. Who only has immortality dwelling in the light which no man, no human being can approach unto whom no man has seen nor can see to whom be honor and power everlasting Amen. He is something. He is everything. Light. Dwelling in the light. This is in connection with the fight. All this flows together. Now go with me please to Ephesians. Ephesians the 6th chapter. Now if you haven't been with us before today, we've already covered a lot of ground. And uh, The previous messages are available. You can go back in the Word Supply on your way out and get a CD or DVD. You can, the easiest, quickest way is get online, download it. Won't cost you anything. Either way. And uh, it'll help you to get the background, get built up on this. In uh, Ephesians, the sixth chapter, let's begin reading about verse 10, and we're going to read several verses here. Ephesians 6.10 says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Just keep reading. Put on the whole armor of God. Why would you need your armor on? Because you're going to fight. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the power of the devil. No. No. Why did I say that like that? Because too many are too ignorant of the enemy. And so they're impressed and even scared of the devil. If you're a child of God and you're scared of the devil, you are unenlightened. 
you're believing some lies. Don't watch all the horror stuff, films and movies and shows. Many of them are influenced by the enemy himself. And certainly he's going to try to portray an evil spirit as a monster. And the truth is, they've been stripped. They've been spoiled. They've been brought to naught. They've been defeated. You should have zero fear concerning the power of the devil. But what you should be vigilant, First Peter talks about, diligent and very watchful every day about, is his trickery. His wiles, the wiles, the strategies, the deceptiveness of the devil. And you need your armor on. You need everything God has given you to prevent his trickery from penetrating you, hurting you. What are you supposed to do with the wiles of the devil? His tricks stand against them. Verse 12, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. That's not our problem. I want you to say this out loud. People are not my problem. If there's some problems going on there and people are involved, it's not just them. It's the spirits they're yielding to. It's the spirits behind them. And you could take the meanest, most, uh, you know, perverted, distorted, cruel, mean individual and get them saved and free and filled with the spirit. (laughs) Could be one of your best buddies. Is that right? It's not just the person. It's not just the flesh and blood. It's what spirits they're yielding to. Say it again. People are not my problem. What is arrayed against you? Principalities. Powers. Rulers of the darkness. Did you hear that word darkness? Darkness. Rulers of the darkness of this world. And against spiritual wickedness in high places. Or it says in the heavenlies. Actually literally. In the heavenlies. Verse 13. Wherefore taken to you, he says it again, the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Now with, he keeps saying uh, against, against, stand against, withstand. What are we withstanding? What are we resisting? See, see don't turn it into something that's not here. You're, you're resisting the wiles, the trickery, the deceptiveness, the lies of the devil. And whether you want to deal with it or not, it's going to come. I said it's going to come. The devil's going to try to lie to you and trick you. And his favorite approach is is to come in such a way that you don't even know it's him. He even transforms himself into an angel of light. One of his favorite things is to bring you a lie and tell you God said it. And he's slick. He's very very subtle and tricky. But God didn't leave us exposed. We have something. We have many things that God has given us to completely protect us no matter what kind of lies and junk the devil tries to throw at us. We can be impervious to it. We can be impenetrable because we are encapsulated. Fella could preach in here this morning. <laughs> by the glory of God, by the power of God. Keep going. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about 
with truth. We talked about it already. The belt of truth. The belt of what? Truth. Truth. And we talked about it's like a utility belt. The uh, scabbard for the sword attaches to it. The breastplate attaches to it. We talked about these things. And having on the breastplate of righteousness. We talked about that it's, it covers both sides. From the neck to the navel. It's attached and covered. That means what can't get through? Lies about how sorry you are. About what a poor example of a Christian you're. What a failure you are. What a nothing you are. Because it bounces off of, I am the righteousness ding in Christ. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. It can't get into you. It can't hit you in the core of your being and you lay down and roll up and go, I'm nothing. I'm just a pitiful nothing. That means you're exposed. You've got nothing on. You're laying there naked and now you've got uh, lies, arrows sticking in you. Somebody say, better put on your armor. Which is what? Righteousness. Put on righteousness. Have you been made righteous? You've been made clean. You've been made. You didn't earn it. You didn't deserve it. He just gave it to you. But it's real. And it's his own righteousness. And I have it. And you have it. Do you? Do you? Keep reading. And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. What is this? These are your gospel go boots. You don't need shoes if you're not going anywhere. Right? But we got somewhere to go. Go into all the world and do what? Preach the gospel. We're going to talk a little bit more about that today. Keep going, verse 16. Above all, taking the shield of faith. And we talked last week how that this is not some pizza pan shield. But that it was a door-sized shield. There was virtually a portable wall. Hallelujah. That enabled troops to advance toward a city or toward an army that is raining arrows, even fiery arrows, down on them. And they could just go, shields up. And they brought them up and they brought them over the top. And they just kept them there till it quit raining arrows. And then they let them down and they went, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> How many know you, your shield's important? Don't leave home without it. Unless you want to get shot. Shot with what? Fiery darts of the wicked. Now what are these fiery darts? Don't forget what we've already read. Lies. The tricks. The lies. The deceptions of the enemy. Hallelujah. Keep reading. And take the helmet of salvation. Man, if the enemy can ever convince you that you are not saved. And when we talk about saved, not just saved from hell, but saved from everything bad. So being saved is one of the big words in the New Testament. If you look it up, you'll find that to be true. And uh, if the enemy can convince you that either you're not saved or you're not going to be saved. Notice, if you look at other passages, it talks about the hope of salvation. This is an expectation. If you think, 
I'm lost anyway. I might as well, it don't matter what I do. You're going to go right off the rails. And you're, you're very head. How many know if the head is damaged, the, I don't care what you got on the rest of the body, you're done for. So do you know that you're saved? Do you know that you know that the, your name's in the Lamb's book of life? And it doesn't matter what you've done, there is no sin greater than the blood of the Lamb. And in every area of life, you can have complete expectation that you will be delivered and saved through every situation. Didn't they say he always causes us to triumph? And having that hope and having that confidence and assurance, you're protected. And the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And that's the one we hadn't got to yet, but we just got to it. <laughs> I'm going to believe this is an important one too. Somebody say the sword of the Spirit. Which is the Word of God. The Word of God. Keep reading. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Now, once you get all dressed up, you got all your gear on. What do you do? Two big things he mentions here. Pray. And, and look at the next one. Verse 19. And for me that utterance may be given me. That I may open my mouth boldly. To make known the mystery of the gospel. That's preach. Somebody say pray. pray. And preach. <laughs> what do you need your armor on? Pray and preach. Utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. Now this is the greatest of attacks on the kingdom of darkness. To boldly and by the anointing proclaim the gospel and the word of God. It doesn't get any more serious against the kingdom of darkness than this. Verse 20, for which I am ambassador in bonds, that therein I may speak what? Boldly as I ought to speak. What's he speaking? Boldly. The good news, the word of God, the word of truth. Hallelujah. Which is like pulling out the big guns and firing them into the darkness. That's what it is. That's what it is. That's what you need the armor for. Now, go with me, please, to the book of John. Let's see. I tell you what, go, go to 1 John, the third chapter. Let's do it this way. I believe what we're into in this series is absolutely eye-opening to the reality of what's going on in the earth. The Lord told me something years ago. I don't mean I heard a voice. But inside he spoke to me. He said son. Most of the people on the planet. Are either dead. Or asleep. Talking about spiritually. Either dead or asleep. And. Uh, if you're dead or asleep. What are you seeing? What are you knowing? 
you are unaware of what's going on around you. Oh, but there's a few. I mean, it's, it's a good number, but percentage-wise, it's a few. Who are both alive and awake. Eyes open. Aware of what's going on in the earth. Aware of what has happened and what's about to happen. Oh, don't you want to be in that number? <laughs> Did you notice those saints were marching? <laughs> Reckon they had any armor? <laughs> First John 3, verse 8 says, He that commits sin is of the devil, for the devil sins from the beginning. That's talking about a lifestyle of sin and choosing it. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested. Now, people have all kind of ideas about why Jesus came, but we need to take the scripture for it. Why was Jesus manifested, shown, revealed? Why? That he might destroy the works of the devil. Does this sound like conflict, war? I mean, something's going to get destroyed here. And yet, the word literally means, if you look it up in the Amplified, for this reason the Son of God was made manifest to undo the works the devil has done. To destroy, loosen, dissolve. Weymouth says the Son of God appeared for the purpose of undoing the work of the devil. What is our mission? Are we soldiers in his army? What's his mission? Why did he come? To undo what the devil has done. You know, it's irritating that people keep blaming God for the mess that the world is in. No, it's not God's fault that all of the terror and, and tragedy and awful things are happening in the world. It's because of man's sin and the devil's destructive work. But Jesus came to undo it. I said to undo what the devil has done. Come on, somebody say Jesus came to undo what the devil has done. And you could say to loosen the people from what the devil has done. To destroy What the devil has done reminds you of the scripture that said what the anointing does. What does the anointing do? It destroys yokes. It removes burdens. Well, who put the yoke on? That was the devil. Who put the burden on? That was the devil. And what does the anointing do? It undoes what the devil did. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are the undoing crew. Look out. By the anointing. By the word of God. He can use us. To be a part of undoing. The bondage. The devastation. The burden. The destruction. That the devil has been doing in people's lives. Hallelujah. Jesus is the devil's undoing. <laughs> and everything he's ever done, undoing. Woo, hallelujah. 
2 <laughs> Timothy 1.10 says this. You don't have to turn there. But 2 Timothy 1.10 says now is made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ who has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. He abolished death. Hallelujah. So why are so many people perishing in it? That's what we're about to get into. I mean, why are we all dressed up? With all our armor and all our stuff. Where are we going? What needs to be done? Now people have come up with all kind of ideas, and some of them just goofy, about what spiritual warfare is. And there's a lot of goofy and, and, and wrong ideas, erroneous, about who the devil is and what evil spirits are and what they're doing. Anything you think you believe about this, make yourself find scripture for it. Where's the scripture for what you believe? But we're seeing this very clearly and plainly. Go to 2 Corinthians again, the fourth chapter, please. 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, and the first verse. 2 Corinthians 4, 1 says, Seeing we've received this ministry as we've received mercy, we faint not. Keep going. We've renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully. There is nothing more devilish than a lie. There's nothing more of the devil than a lie. God has never been a partner to any kind of falsehood. It is impossible for God to lie. Impossible. Can't happen. Has never happened, never will. Anything that has anything to do with a lie is of the devil. Not God. Friends, you need to despise lying. I didn't say liars. You can love liars and hate the lies. You love the people. We already talked about people's not really your problem. It's that lying devil and lying spirits. But by manifestation of what? The truth. Commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. Keep going. If our gospel be hid, it's hid to them that are lost. The scripture says in 1 John that the whole world lies under the power of the evil one. The whole world lies under darkness. Every unsaved person is sitting in bondage in darkness and doesn't realize it. They are believing lies. They are convinced of things that are simply not real and not true and not right. Think about how many people are living and dying believing there's no God, there's no heaven, there's no hell. Are they living in a dream world? They're living in a fantasy world. They're living in a construct of darkness. You don't just live in a geographical location. You live in your heart and your mind. In your awareness. And the Bible talked, Jesus talked about this. He said, beware that what you're seeing is not darkness. Because if if darkness is in you, you don't see anything. You stumble when you walk. Oh, but if the light is in you, your whole being is full of light. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We are the children of light. The unsaved are the children of darkness. There are two kingdoms. Spiritually, there are only two kingdoms. Only two. The kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. And the only way you get in the kingdom of light is to be born again. I said to be born again. And we have been translated. Woo! We moved. We've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear son. The kingdom, this is the kingdom of light. Hallelujah. The kingdom of light. Kingdom of truth. If our gospel good news be hid, it's hid to them that are lost. Keep reading. In whom the God of this world has done what? Blinded the minds of them which believe not. If he blinded them, they're in darkness. This refers to not seeing light. Blinded the minds of them which believe not. Unless the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who's the image of God, should shine unto them. Oh my. Keep reading. We preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. Keep going. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts. To give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Oh man, this is bigger. This is way bigger than your head is getting right now, I assure you. But your heart can lay hold of it by faith. You can just take it all in by faith and get excited. And your head go, what, what, what are we excited about? You say, just, you'll catch on later on. It's, it's amazing. It's wonderful. Why did Jesus come? For this purpose with the Son of God manifested that he might destroy or undo or loosen people from the works of the devil. What did the devil do? What did he do? What has he done? He didn't just come and grab everybody and destroy everybody because he's so powerful. He can't do that. He's been stripped. He's been spoiled. What he can do is lie. And he is the best liar, the most developed liar, the most successful liar in the universe. He is good at it. He's been practicing it for we don't know how long. Millennia. Or longer. And he has been completely successful. I shouldn't say completely. As far as world mentality control he is. But he's not ruling over me. How about you? He's not... I got out of his kingdom. I got out. And I'm not going back. But you know what we are going to do? You know why we're so dressed up? Get some other people out. Get some other people out. Get them out. We're all dressed up. Breastplate. Shield. Helmet. Sword of the spirit. 
gospel go boots? Why? To go in and get another load out of darkness to undo what the devil has done in their lives. How do you do it? You do it with light. You do it with truth. You do it with the sword of the Spirit, which is, what's the sword? Don't get hung up on a literal sword. What is the sword? The Word of God. The Word of God. If you notice, these other pieces of armor are primarily defensive. They're to cover you, to protect you. The sword is not for that. The sword is to advance and to pierce something. The sword is for piercing something. This same, we're going to talk about this later, but this same, well, I'm, 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 I'm moving too fast again. This is so big. It just keeps growing on me. Well, now, now I think you can go to John. Gospel account of John. John 1. Thank you, Lord. We're going to come back to 2 Corinthians 4, I think. We're not through with that, but we're through with that part for setting us up for this, I think. John 1, this is where we're going to read some scriptures. Now, the gospel account of John, as well as 1 John, 2 John, 3 John, one of the big themes of these writings is light. Light and life. He keeps coming back, he keeps referring to them over and over again. In John 1 and 1, John 1 and 1, in the beginning, heard somebody trying to speculate the other day, when did time start? In the beginning? That's it. (laughs) That's when it started. In the beginning was the Word. What is the sword of the Spirit? Come on, help me out. Sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Keep reading for a few verses here. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. Made by by what? By who? By the Word, by the Lord, by God. And without Him was not anything made that was made. The planets, you, in Him was what? Life. And the life was the light of men. Somebody say, the life was the light. Keep reading. And the light did what? Shines in darkness. You know why we can see one another in here right now? Light. There are no windows in this part. If the lights weren't on, couldn't see anything. You know why we can see each other? Light. The light shines in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. Now, this King James comprehended translation, I don't know that it was the very best. This same word in the same King James Bible is translated overtake. Overtake. Same word, same Greek word. You know, you wonder why sometimes they didn't just... Uh, Translate it consistently. 
The same way every time. But anyway, I think they did a good job. I like the King James. Don't misunderstand me. I like it a lot. I use it all the time. But here I don't know if comprehended. Well, when you hear it, does it make you want to shout about the, the darkness didn't comprehend it? You want to go, glory to God. No, you, you think, huh. I said the same exact Greek word here translated comprehended. For instance, in 1 Thessalonians 5, 4, is translated overtake. The darkness couldn't overtake it or overcome it. Now, light can undo darkness, but darkness can't overpower light. Never has, never will. Just with these lights we got on in here right now. If the railroad ran right beside the building and we had a thousand sealed cars of pitch black darkness and one by one we rolled them up and pumped all that darkness in here. What would happen? You would never know it. I said you would never know it. Why? Because... The light shines and displaces and pushes away and out and overcomes and undoes the darkness. But the darkness can't do anything with the light. It can't overcome it. It can't overpower it. It can't overtake it. Have you ever, even at midnight, no moon, walk into your house and flip on the light switch? And darkness roll about halfway back. And then darkness and light proceed to fight and struggle. And you go, man, I hope the light wins today. No, you never have. You never will. Because darkness cannot overtake light. Darkness can only exist in the absence of light. When the light is not there. Satan has blinded the minds. Of them that believe not. Lest. The glorious light. Of the gospel. Should shine unto them. All the evil spirits. The devil and all his cohorts. Are agents of darkness. What can they do with light? I mean the devil and every one of his beings combined cannot stop light. Can't. Can't. All they can do is function in the shadows and all they can do is do their best to keep their hands over everybody's eyes and says, don't look at the light. Don't look at the light. Don't, don't go towards the light. No, no, no. Don't look at the light. And if you say, Shut up. I want to look at it. Oh, glory to God. Then he has lost. I said he has lost. Because that light, that truth will make you free. And there's nothing the devil and the regions of the damned can do about it. Nothing. Somebody say nothing. 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 Nothing they can do about it. Well, why then? Is there so much, if it's that simple, 
Why is there so much darkness prevailing over the planet? One of the biggest reasons is a whole lot of people don't want to see. They don't want to see. The Bible says their eyes they have closed. Lest they should see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their heart, and be converted and I should heal them. Is the Lord ready to deliver them and save them and heal them? But what are millions saying? I don't believe that. I don't want that. Don't talk to me about it. And if you do that, then you're going to sit in bondage, in deception, in darkness, and believe lies perhaps until you die. It's sad. We're not in control of all that. But we are on mission to launch light missiles. Set off light bombs to advance with the armor of light and with the piercing sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, which is the light. Oh, somebody say, I believe it. Thanks be unto God. Hallelujah. Skip on down to uh, John 3.16. Anybody know John 3.16? God so loved the world. He gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. But what's the catch? You got to believe on him. How will they believe in him in whom they've not heard? They won't. How shall they hear without a preacher? They won't. What's the preacher doing? What's he preaching? The light. The word, the good news. Keep reading verse 17. God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He came to undo what the devil has done. Verse 18. He that believes on him is not condemned. Is that you? Somebody say, no, there's no condemnation to me. I got my righteousness on. You can't make me feel ashamed. You can't make me feel guilty. I got my armor on. Every one of us in here has done things, made mistakes, not done things. We wouldn't want everybody to know. We might be embarrassed about for other people to see and know. Every one of us. But I tell you this, if you found out a mistake I made, you can't make me feel guilty. Because I'm either washed or I'm not. I'm either clean or I'm not. I'm either forgiven or I'm not. And if he doesn't see it, Why should I be so concerned about what you think? If the Lord sees me righteous and clean and holy in the very righteousness of Christ and the blood of the Lamb, I'm not condemned. But he that believes not is condemned already because he's not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. He's in that darkness of condemnation and guilt and shame and and death. Keep going. This is the condemnation. What's the condemnation? That light is coming to the world. And what was the problem? Men loved darkness rather than light. What would they say? I don't want to see the light. Leave me alone. I like it dark in here. (laughs) Spiritually. People all over are doing this. 
because their deeds were evil, they didn't want to change. They wanted to believe lies that what they're doing is okay. Instead of being willing to change. Verse 20. Everyone that does evil hates the light. It's an irritation to them. If you don't want to see the light. That's why you stay away from church man. You despise preachers. You cuss when they come on TV. And if there's one thing the devil hates worse than a preacher. It's a prosperous preacher. Oh, he hates a a prosperous, successful preacher. (laughs) But I got my armor on. How about you? I got any any successful witnesses out here? Come on. Successful. You don't have to be called to be in the five-fold ministry to be a witness and to be a light and to be a proclaimer of truth and what God's done for you. And the more successful you are, the more resources you have to get that light out. Neither comes to the light lest his deeds should be reproved. He that does truth, what does he do? Comes to the light that his deeds may be made manifest that they are wrought in God. Hearts are being shown. People whose heart is right, they want the truth. Even if it shows them up that they need to change, they want the truth. Somebody said out loud, I love the truth. More than anything or anybody, more than getting my way, doing what I think. Lord, show up my life with the light. Whatever I need to change, I want to change. I want the truth. Hallelujah. But people whose heart is not right, they don't want to hear the truth. They know it's not right, but they want to believe it is all right. They don't want to hear the truth. They don't want to see the truth. They close their eyes. They love darkness more than light, so they will stay in darkness. Which means they will stay under the control of the evil one. They don't realize what they're doing. People talk about, well, I'm being my own man. That's a joke. (laughs) No, you are a slave under darkness. The only free ones are the ones in Christ, walking in the light. That's the only free people on the planet. I believe I'm looking at some of them. Oh, glory to God. Makes me want to sing and shout. Hallelujah. I'm a soldier of the light. I'm a child of glory. I'm a soldier of the light. And I'm here for a good fight. Hallelujah. How many know millions need the lies of darkness slapped out of them with the powerful anointed word of the living God? How many would acknowledge the word of truth slapped the darkness out of me one day and brought me to my senses? Is that what the other billions on the planet need? Just as as much. Just as much. Go to the 8th chapter of John. A couple more here. John 8, verse 12. Then spake Jesus again to them and he said, I am the light 
of the world. How many remember 1 John said, God is light. And in him is no darkness at all. How much darkness is in God? Zero. You cannot find the tiniest particle of darkness in God. He is wall to wall light. Glory to God. (laughs) And when you get to heaven, you won't even need a sun. And you won't need electricity. Because the Lamb is the light. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, we're about to find out some things, saints. You know, science, technology is just barely beginning to find out some things about the power of light. I mean, all our technology that we have is laser beams, right? Reading discs and reading cards, it's light beams. And advances that are made in this and that has to do with light. We barely have any concept of what kind of power we're talking about. And the reason there's light in the natural is because there's light in the spirit. Hallelujah. And darkness is prevailing over the planet. But it's not because there's no hope. Light has come into the world. Jesus is his name. Hallelujah. Light has come into the world. Mm. He said, I am the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Oh, don't you like that? God's word translation says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will have a life filled with light and never live in the dark. Somebody say, I'm done with the dark. I'm done with the dark. I live in the light. I walk in the light. What does that mean? You live in the truth. You walk in the truth. And that truth makes and keeps you free. Lies blind and lies bind. But the truth lets you see and the truth makes you free. Glory. Glory. I'd have preached this to myself this week. Glory to God. Skip down to the 12th chapter of John. John 12. And 36. John 12, 36. Jesus said, while you have light, do what? Believe in the light. Why? That you may be children of light, full of light, got the armor of light, sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, which is the shaft of light. The penetrating light. Oh, the devil is so scared of this. He is so bothered by this. 
Because he has no defense against it. What can darkness do with light? Nothing. He can't even fight it. All he can do is work in, in its absence. These things spake Jesus and departed. And down in verse 44. I'm reading the NIV. In verse 44, Jesus cried out, When a man believes in me, he does not believe in me only, but in the one who sent me. When he looks at me, he sees the one who sent me. Who sent him? The Father. God, who is light. When you see Jesus, you see light. Why? Because light sent him. Light sent him. And he came into the world and was manifested when Jesus was born. That's why the stars shine. That's why the the angels proclaimed when Jesus was born, light was manifested in perfection on planet earth. Everything he said was light shining. Everything he did was light demonstrated what happened in the beginning had happened again. God said, light be. And light shined on the planet when before there was just darkness over the face of the deep. But spiritual darkness prevailed from Adam all the way through generation after generation. There was not, I mean, there was a shadow in the law and those things, but the bright light didn't shine. But when Jesus was born, it happened again. Light be. And this time, it wasn't just some sunshine on the planet. It was everlasting light throughout the generations, throughout the universe. It was light, unapproachable, in which no human being can see or dwell got to be born again. That's right. And you got to be changed yes. to handle this light. Yes. But this light became flesh and dwelt among us. Oh, hallelujah. Keep reading. I have come into the world as a light so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. Is this undoing the works of the devil? Yes, Yes, it is. Now, getting ready to think about closing, go back to 2 Corinthians 4. What is the sword of the Spirit? Actually, you need to go to Hebrews right now. (laughs) Then we'll see about 2 Corinthians. Hebrews The fourth chapter, there's another place where the exact same word that's translated sword appears in the New Testament. It's Hebrews, the fourth chapter, the twelfth verse. Anybody got this one marked? What is the sword of the Spirit? It's the Word of God. The Word of God is what? Quick. That means living and powerful. Is anything more powerful than light? It's something. And sharper than any two-edged 
sword. So we're learning something about our weapon. It's compared to a sword. It's not a physical sword. But it's compared to one that has two edges. That means it cuts on both sides. It cuts either direction. And it comes to a point. What is a two-edged pointed instrument made to do? Pierce. It's made to pierce and penetrate. Shield is not made to pierce and penetrate. It's made to keep you from getting penetrated by darkness and lies. This is an offensive weapon. I don't want to pierce anybody. Oh yeah, you do. Oh yeah, you do. Not in a bad way, but in a good way. There's only one solution for darkness. It's light. There's only one thing that has the power to pierce darkness, to pierce darkened hearts and minds. It is the light of the Word of God. It has the power. A person can be absolutely dumbed down to oblivion, believing lies that nobody can talk them out of. There's only one thing that can get to them. I said there's only one thing that can get to them. All of man's reasoning and good intentions and rhetoric is not powerful enough to pierce spiritual blindness and darkness. But there is something that can easily pierce it. Hallelujah. Woo, I can see it. Can you see it? Can you see it? This shaft of light piercing into the heart and mind of an individual and their being just being filled with light. And at that point, darkness, demons cannot hold them any longer, no matter what. The Word of God is alive, quick. The Word of God is powerful. The Word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. What does it do? Piercing. Even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. People can be so dark in their spirit, so confused in their soul, don't even know there are a spirit. Don't know where one starts and the other ends. Don't know anything about it. And yet that light can come in by the word of God and just pierce right in between them. Woo! Help them to see what is spirit, what is feeling, what is God, what is not, what is truth, what is a lie. Soul and spirit of joints and marrow. How many believe this light can get in anywhere? There's nowhere in you or in a human being this light can't penetrate, can't pierce. And it is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. What can get through? People's confused thinking. People's deceived minds. What can get through? Only one thing. Only one thing. The glorious light of the good news. The glorious light of the truth of God's Word. Mm, hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Verse 13. Neither is there any creature that's not manifest in his sight. Is there anybody God can't see? Is there anything he can't see through or can't get to? 
But all things are naked and opened unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Light makes all things manifest. Shows everything. Light makes it able to be seen. Now 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians 4.4 4 said the God of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not. What's he trying to prevent? Was he successful with you? No. <laughs> he couldn't keep the light from getting to you. He couldn't keep you from jumping out of his kingdom of darkness. Right? No. And as long as you have light in you and walk in the light, the devil cannot manipulate you in this life. He cannot control you. He cannot dominate you. Can't. But there are millions still under darkness, still blind. Some of them don't want to hear it, but some of them do. I said some of them do. Some of them are like you. Some of them are like me. When they hear it and they see its truth and light, they'll receive it. And they'll come out. The devil is feverishly trying to prevent the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, from shining to them. Because once the light shines, he can't stop it. He can't change it. Keep going. God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined where? 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 What's in my heart? Light. Light. I'm a child of light. I have light in me. <laughs> if you could see in the spirit right now, shafts of light are coming out of my mouth. Glory to God. When you share the truth with anybody about how good God's been to you, what God's done for you. Light comes out of you. We don't just turn the light off and on. Didn't Jesus say, you are the light of the world. Let your light so shine that men may see. Hallelujah. And glorify your Father, which is in heaven. <laughs> Ain't you glad you came to church this morning? God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. One of these days soon, you are going to look full into His face. It's going to take you being glorified to even be able to do that and handle it. But how many think, for, for lack of a better phrase, you're going to feel like you, got, you were blown away. <laughs> but you weren't blown away. You were just even more glorified. When Moses hung out with the Father for 40 days on the mount. Come on, what happened? What happened? He didn't even realize it. But just being in proximity with light, he absorbed light and began to radiate. I said he began to radiate. And the Bible said the glory that occurred under that covenant is not even worthy to be compared with the glory of this covenant. 
Because we didn't just get close to light and reflect a little bit of light off of us. The light is in us. Hallelujah. In us. That light has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus. What is the light? The light is Jesus. The word about Jesus. The truth about redemption. Hallelujah. About his death, burial, resurrection, his ascension, his soon return. It's truth, 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 truth. It's not a fairy tale. It's true. And it's light. Keep reading. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. What treasure? What treasure? Come on. I hope you see it. Light. Light. I am wall to wall. Light. Hallelujah. How many understand that a box that don't look so special on the outside could have something amazing on the inside? A clay pot that might not be so spectacular to view from the outside could have a hundred million dollar diamond on the inside. Is that right? Could have something on the inside that you just would not suspect by looking at the outside. We have this treasure. Come on, somebody say, I have have this treasure, this this glorious light, the treasure of the word, the treasure of the truth, the treasure of the truth, which is the light, which is the word, is in me. I didn't give it to myself. The excellency of the power is not of me. It's of God. Hallelujah. Keep reading. He goes on to talk about the spirit of faith and the spirit of victory. When you got this kind of light in you, when you got this kind of treasure in you, no matter what comes against you, you overcome. No matter what kind of problem arrays itself, you overcome. Hallelujah. The Lord has slipped in a light bomb. behind enemy lines in this world of darkness you know what you are to the enemy tick 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 tick. (laughs) you are a ticking light bomb and wherever you go off and the light shines what can darkness do with it what can darkness do nothing Nothing. Nothing. Friend, we're not just called to hide under a rock and survive until Jesus comes. He gave us the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, boots, go boots. Hallelujah for the gospel, the helmet of salvation, the shield of faith, and the powerful, shining light of the word of truth. Not to sit at the house and just say, I'm blessed, but to get this to somebody else. Hallelujah. To get the light to somebody else. Glory to God. Stand on your feet, everybody. Oh, hallelujah. 
Praise you, Master. Praise you, Father. Glory be to God. Let's lift our hands. Let's thank the Lord for the light. Let's thank Him for the Word. Let's thank Him for the truth. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Pray this prayer out loud, O great Father God. God who is light. Jesus who is the light of life. The light that has come into the world and enlightened every man. I confess you have put this light in me. You have made me a child of the light. I have this light. This treasure of the truth of the word of life in this earthen vessel. Show me how to let the light out. To yield to you. To yield to the light. To walk in the light. To bear witness and testify to the truth. Grant me that I may speak boldly as I ought to speak and shine brightly as I ought to shine in this dark world to your glory. Glorify your Son that your Son may glorify you. Get glory to yourself in us, by us, through us in Jesus' name. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.